0: To Brother John.
1: Thank you, Pastor. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Good to see you. You can be seated. I'm happy to be in Fremont. Praise God. I'm excited to be here, and uh, appreciate your wonderful pastors. And they've had so many cool things happen. What, 55 years, guys? I just heard your anniversary, and. Uh, that's that's a lot longer than most people make it, but uh, anyhow, y'all looking good. I know I'm looking good. So uh, we will. How many believe that uh, during this week we'll get all that God has for us? Amen. Yeah. You know that's not automatic. That's not automatic. God, there's there's different parts, different components to a service. There's God's part. You know. Uh, good news is. He has never not done his part. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. He always does his part. Yeah. What's his part? Well, to give us the, the good things that yes. we need, you know. Okay. And then uh, as, the, as the preacher or minister, I have my part. And, uh, you know, we, if you especially invite somebody as a guest, it's good if they do their part. And I'll tell you what, I've spent some time seeking God, and I believe my part's going to be there. But I guess who else has a part? Yeah. Everybody and your your part is as important as God's part, and it's as important as my part because if you don't do your part, none of the other parts matter. So let's define your part. What is your part? Your part. Your part is to receive, and in receiving, a lot of times that means responding. It means it means cooperating with what God wants to do, in the service. You know, I am not. Uh, I am not just a, a robot type preacher, meaning that I, I, I can't just, uh, you can't just flip a switch and, perf- and I perform. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I need all those parts. Yeah. I need God's part big time. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. You all done some different stuff in here? Have you moved? You used to have uh, different seating, didn't you? Uh-huh. you sure did. See, it's been that long since I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it's taken a long time to come back. You usually have to forget the things that I did yeah. a, couple, a couple times ago, and then they'll say... I don't remember what went wrong. Let's just have them back. And I, I know you've had some, uh, you've had some excellent ministers in here in time, recent times. And I see that you have, uh, you have like Doctor Michael Jacobs is coming. You know what's interesting to me? How he's got five services and I only got three. But you know, <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say offen- I'm not offended or anything like that. Just. I just found it interesting, that's all, just, oh, isn't that interesting, hmm. so we'll, we'll try to, we'll, you know, we'll try to do the best with what we have, right, with what we've been offered, and uh, believe, oh, no, yeah, no, I don't need any consolation services, that's okay, but no, we, it, it is truly, it is an honor to be here with you. And we're just going to dig in and get all God has. Um, I brought my book some, well, I brought just about all my books with me. And that's no, that's no side issue for me. That is a, a major area of ministry for us. And uh, some of these things, I'll tell you, almost every one of these books, I've paid a price personally to write them. Amen. Meaning some, sometimes I'm in the middle of writing it and things happen that cost me tens of, or tens of thousands of dollars or more. And uh, and uh, we just get to the other side of it. You know what I mean? And you can tell sometimes that it is opposition to try to get me to put down the assignment that God's got me working on. So uh, what they cost you is minimal to what they cost me. And But let me say this. What it cost me is minimal compared to the blood that was shed to give us these truths. And so uh, I think the last time I was here was maybe 2019. <clears throat> I think we probably only had three services with you then, but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> God. And uh, I don't know if I had this one or not. This is called Helping People Receive Healing. Yes, I did, did. Did. did I bring this? Yes. Yeah, well, since the only ones who remember are the pastors, <laughs> I have this book back there. It's called Helping People Receive Healing. Yeah. Yeah. And the title kind of tells you what it's about. You betcha. Helping People <laughs> Receive Healing amen not helping people get healed you hear me not just helping people get healed but helping people receive receive healing what god gives must be received that is a major principle in in the things of god i'll say it again what god gives must be received I was talking about that when I first got up here, about the, the different parts of the service. doesn't matter if God gives it if we don't receive it. And so this is a great, great book. Who would like this book, Helping People Receive Him? It's out there on the table, and so if you just go out there afterwards, you can, uh, you can purchase it out there, real inexpensive, Cost me a lot more than it's costing you, praise God. And then uh, say, say it again. that that is tremendous i had no idea when was i going to find out. i guess that's why i came yeah you know if we had more services i could actually take some time to let you i'm just like <laughs> but if if you didn't hear what what uh, pastor did they call you pastor or brother can doesn't matter just don't call him late for dinner is what we what he said is he was dealing he was dealing with a cancer in his chest area for 6 years and after reading this book, yep. uh, it peeled, started peeling off.
0: Matthew 8, 7, and 17.
1: Yeah. Um, Praise the Lord. We might yep. have to have you preach tonight. <laughs> you all have a copy of this, do you? Yes.
0: Oh, you yeah. gave us the, the okay, first good. Copies. Thank you. I'll give you the
1: first ones. Okay, Praise God. Right. That's awesome. And then um, during, this is interesting, during COVID, uh, actually two weeks before the news media broke the the reality of what we were dealing with and, you know, with with what we all know is COVID or coronavirus and all that. I had started about two weeks ahead of time. God put it on my heart to start writing a book that had been on my heart for some years um, to deal with the subject of fear Come on. and uh, to deal with it in a, in a put it in a 30-day devotional format to where every day you could feed your faith on things. And so this book called Fearless, 30 Days to Boldness freedom and greater faith this came out during uh we released it in april of 2020 when when our nation was going through you know there let me just say that after i started working on this and once they started talking about covid 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 people are dry, dying 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 well <clears throat> i my sense of purpose really kicked into gear you know and i started i, I said we got to get this book out yeah. because to combat the fear that comes along but you know Fear of a deadly disease is is an obvious fear, but you know that there are other fears in your life that are more subtle, and things. Fear, how many know fear can creep in, and really, if you live with it all the time, you might not even notice it, might not even recognize it. How many remember? Uh, how many remember Piglet and Winnie the Pooh? You know, Piglet was just dripping with fear. I think I write about Piglet in here. I'm not sure, but Piglet was just dripping with fear. He didn't know it. It was just. He just lived that way, right? And so this will help identify not just big fear, but little fear. And it'll help you tee it up and give it the kick out of your life. There's, there's no kind of freedom better than being free from fear. Y'all have this book? You probably do have this. Yeah, you do have this. Yeah. You have every book. Wow. You're, you're blessed. You're blessed. And then uh, we—this is our newest one that we just released. This—it's called "What Meaneth This: Demonstrations, Manifestations, and Other Wild Things You See in Church." You have this, yeah? Of course. <laughs> and uh, I was in—I was in a series of meetings. Well, not too terribly far from here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and the power of God fell really hard on the strong on, on the first night, really strong. And we just had one of those meetings. If you've ever been in a church like this, uh, how many, uh, since you go here, you must realize you're, you know what church you go to? You go to, you go to that church. Did you know that you go to that church? How many know that? You go to that church. What's that mean? That when people talk about this church, they say, oh, that, oh, that church. Why? Because they know that things happen here that sometimes look different than, let's just say, maybe the things that happened in this building 90 years ago when it was under different auspices. (laughs) Meaning sometimes things move and sometimes people move and sometimes, you know, God's a living God and he's a breathing God and when he breathes, things can shift and move. People's people's hands go in the air, and sometimes their bodies go on the ground. You know what I mean? You see things, and um, I realized this though. We had a we had a service just like that. I got up to preach. Never never could preach in that service, and um, and it's okay. I, I couldn't even speak. Uh, we were eating with the pastors afterwards, and the pastor's wife said, "You know, most guest ministers will talk to us after the meal. They, you won't even say a word. They're just I couldn't. I couldn't." I, the power of God, the anointing was so strong upon me. And I got to thinking later in my hotel room as I was trying to come down from that place. What would people think if they came in not knowing anything about this? Which, of course, is the case with a lot of people, you know. And so I actually looked at a, uh, at like a, a video on maybe Facebook or somewhere like that. Of a meeting I was in with Brother Hagen in the in the nineteen nineties that made the meeting I had look tame. <laughs> and I traveled with Brother Hagen for seven, uh, Kenneth Hagen. For, I traveled with him for seven years, having what we called Holy Ghost meetings. I I mean, we we'd have to we'd have to do construction projects after we were. In, I mean, things would break, fixtures would fall off the wall. Uh, we've sometimes bone people would, would break legs. Uh, I mean, that wasn't like every service and you didn't really celebrate that or anything, but it happened. I'm just telling you it happened. My dad actually came to, my dad was Jewish and he got saved on his deathbed. He died in 2006 at like 87 years of age. And, and, uh, we're just so glad that he got saved because, but, uh, was raised Jewish, you know? And so, I mean, his whole life, he was a Jew and, and we were, I was traveling with Brother Hagan, and we were kind of close by to where they were. So he came to uh, one service, and Brother Hagan just preached like, I mean, he and my dad were the same age. So Brother Hagan's just up there, no notes, no nothing, just quoting scripture after scripture, just laying it out there. Just boom, 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 boom. My dad's pretty impressed, and the Spirit of God falls. And this 400 pound guy who was sitting next to him, I knew the guy. The Spirit of God fell, and this guy fell on top of my dad, and so he was laying on top of him. That's why this book is called Demonstrations, Manifestations, and Other Wild Things You See. In Ch- things, things that you see and things that maybe, uh, well, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have seen. But anyhow, I got to watching one of those videos from the 1990s, and I started to read the comments because there was about... Uh, there was, oh, I don't know how many people, they they show you how many people liked the video, and there was tens of thousands of people who liked it. Or maybe it was how many people watched it, and there was a couple hundred thousand people watched it, but there was a few thousand comments. So I said, well, let me see the comments, because non-Christians probably aren't going to watch this, and if they were going to comment, who cares what they say,
0: right.
1: right? What do Christians think about this? What do Christians think about this? And And what I found out is that they ain't all that happy about us being all that happy. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I kind of had one of those moments, and and God put it in my heart at that moment, write a book on this, because uh, when when these things get demonstrated, they don't always get taught, and that's not the fault of anybody sometimes, it's just sometimes the end of a service and, and things happen. And so to teach on this, to, to show and to prove not just that these things are scriptural, but to show the purpose yes. of yes. some of these things yes. that, other, that people might think, that's not for me, no thank you. Right. Well, read this and then say that. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the yeah. Lord. Yeah. You said you had this already. So do you have this? I don't. Oh, would you like that? Yeah. Okay, thank we'll you. give that to you. Right. And, and anybody else, you're welcome to them too. They're out there. <laughs> we take cash, check, or anybody's credit card that you found or borrowed <laughs> We don't, we don't check ID on them. You just if, if it swipes, if it works, then just take it and run. All right. And then you know, beyond that, we have a whole lot of other things. We have many teaching series, different stuff. That's, that's all free on our website to download. Matter of fact, the books are also free to download if you want. The electronic versions. Are you doing good tonight? Yeah. You came ready for church. Good. I can't wait to find out what's going to happen tonight. Praise God. I'm excited to be here. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, do you mind turning to 1 John chapter 5? We flew in this afternoon from Denver, where I live, just south of Denver. And as Pastor said, my wife and I lead uh, Faith Church Colorado. Well, she leads it. I try not to mess it up. Can I move, can I move, uh, will I mess up your video if I move up a little bit or? That's good. No, I'm just kidding. That's good right there. Just a little bit. Praise him. Well, I'd. Uh, we, we got to get, we got to get down to business, don't we? Because we, we have just a few services.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, uh, your pastor joked with me all day, this, all this afternoon, so I just got to get a few in myself. You know? But it's, it's all in love. We have, we have the greatest uh, respect for them and the work that they're doing and couldn't think any more highly of anybody, so, um, <clears throat> except the Lord. First John chapter five. 1 John five and I, on the airplane over here today, I started meditating on some verses and just really haven't been able to get away from them all day and take, I'm taking my cue here and we're going to look at them. All right. Verse four says, for whatsoever is born of God, or we would really say whosoever or whoever, right. whoever is born of God, how many here would you say that you are born of God? Yes, right. Yes, well, if uh, you, you know, if you saw my son, I have a son and a daughter. If you saw my son, he's a tall redhead. And if you looked at my son, you would say he is born of Joel. Yeah. You know, you you would just it it would be obvious. If you're born of God, who are you supposed to be acting like? Who are you supposed to be looking like? You supposed to be, you're supposed to be like him. Right, right, right. And if you're born of God, like if you if you sell, said that my son was born of me, you, what what that means is, I'm his parent, and he comes right from me, right? And is it true that if you've received Christ, you're born of God. You're born again, right? Born of God. You know, uh, people talk about born-again Christians as though that's a flavor or a variety. You know what I mean? Or or like it's a denomination. And you hear people sometimes say, well, they're born-agains. Jesus said in John 3, you must be born again. He said, no, unless... A man or woman, unless a person is born again, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. There is no such thing as a Christian who's not born again. And if somebody's not born again, they're not a Christian. <laughs> right? You called your pastor called, I'm sure you called yourself a Christian for many, many years. Growing up in, in, no. in the church. I
0: knew I wasn't. I just knew I wasn't.
1: You knew you weren't. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, but yet they would, they would say, yeah, you are, right? Yeah. Uh, how many know going to church doesn't make you a Christian? No,
0: right. Right. No, right.
1: Right. Being in a coop doesn't make you a chicken. Uh-uh. That's
0: good. That's good. Being in
1: a garage doesn't make you a car. You might be confused. Don't know who you are. being born again Uh Jesus said you must be born again and there's a there's a characteristic that he talks about that's true about everyone who's born of him he said well we'll read it won't we for whosoever whoever is born of God say born of God please whoever is born of God overcomes the world overcomes the world yeah. Yeah. glory to god glory. who's who's talking here we know we know john was the human vessel used to write this book but who's really talking this this all scripture is given by inspiration all scripture is inspired of god that in the greek it literally means god breathed god says that every one of his children is a world overcomer. Amen. Overcomes, Amen. overcomes the world. Well, what, what do you mean then overcome? I mean, what is there to overcome in the world? Come on. Well, anything in the world that would contradict what God has laid out as The kind of life that he's made available to us didn't didn't Jesus say in John ten verse ten we know this that the thief comes but to steal and kill and destroy and then he said but I'm come I'm come yeah the thief comes yeah stuff will try to steal stuff will try to kill stuff will try to destroy but I'm come that they might experience occasional. Glimpses of life. No, no. no, no. He, he said, "I've come that they may have, yes. not not grasp, right. not not try to get a little yes. slice. Yes, no, that they may have life, life, and have it in abundance." The Amplified yes. said, "To the full, yes. till it overflows. Yes. Not not just hear about it. Yes. I came," Jesus said, "that they might have. Right. He came." so we could have he came so we could have if you don't have why did he come? if you don't have why did he come he came for you it didn't say for every preacher that is born of god overcomes the world huh not just talking about preachers whosoever whoever is born of God. Yeah. Overcomes the world. Yeah. Yeah. That means yeah. w- when things in the world come against you. Yeah. There it is right there. When you come up to things. Yeah. Anybody here you've lived more than a couple decades and never come up against anything? Never had a challenge? Never had a difficulty? Never had, huh? I'm not seeing a lot of hands. <laughs> Why? Because in this world you will have tribulation, Jesus said. We might look at that in a little bit. No, he he said, whoever is born of the ones who are born of God, don't just cope.
0: Right. Come on. Huh? Yeah.
1: Can you put that back up? 1 John uh, 5, verse 4. Whoever is born of God. Can take these twelve steps, and pray the Serenity Prayer, and get a prescription for a safe drug.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, come on, that's what. The, and listen, I'm not making fun, but but I mean, when a person uh, when a person is addicted to a substance, the world has so few answers. That all they can do is, can we find one that's safer, and we'll will give it to you. Uh-huh. Right. And that's the best we have yeah. in the world. Right. Right. No, friends, uh, friends, I hope you speak English tonight because I'm I'm speaking English, and uh, this is not bad news. This is this is yes. actually good news, Amen. huh? Yes. This is actually good news. Amen. That if you're born of God, yes. Yes. you overcome. You overcome. You overcome. You. You, Marsha, You, Hank. You, Robert. You, Fanny. You overcome the world. You. 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 You overcome. If you're, if you're born of God. If you're God's child. He sees you as an overcomer. I like, uh, there's a particular translation that I, I like a lot. By the way, I'm opening my device here. I left all my chargers for all my devices. I didn't know where my, I left them, but my wife sent me a picture. And we have a, a bedspread bed or a comforter, whatever you call it. And the designs on it look like my chargers just fit so nicely in there that i they never made it into my suitcase so need to borrow an iphone charger at some point this week everybody oh i'm only here for uh, two days we'll, we'll be all right <laughs> anyhow if i could read on my device here while it still works uh the first part of this verse in the kenneth weist translation Kenneth Wiest, uh, yeah, I see you have some of his word studies in the back there. And he was a, a great Greek scholar, passed away in the 1960s, but but left some some incredible uh, work for us. And it says this. Are you ready? Verse 4, the beginning of it in the Weist translation says, Everything that has been born of God is constantly coming off victorious over the world. Oh, come on! Everything that is born of God or everyone that is born of God is constantly coming off victorious over the world. Just one victory after another victory. Doesn't it almost get old after a while? Just overcoming and overcoming and overcoming. So when when things come upon you, we come over them. When things come against you, we come over i'll get some of you to smile before the night's out when we when when things come at you you come over you're not an undercomer you're not an under i mean we're not we're not trying to climb out from underneath we overcome overcome constantly come off victorious Constantly, I'm not done in 1 John 5, but do go to 2 Corinthians 2 real quick. Hallelujah. We're here tonight at that church. You know what that makes you? You know what that makes you? It makes you one of those Christians, right? If you go to, if you go to, I'm talking about when people talk about you, they say, well, they go to that church. And then they'll, they'll lower their voice a little bit. They say, they're one of, they're one of those. They're one of those. Yes, we are. We are the victorious ones. We, we are the, that's what we are. We're one of those overcomers. Stuff comes on at you to take you out. But instead of taking you out, you come Over. And then you look behind and wave. You look behind and just wave at your enemies. Uh, where did I say go? Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2? Yeah, you know where I'm going, don't you? Verse verse 14 says, Now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and makes manifest in other words makes visible to everyone the savor or the smell of his knowledge by us in every place meaning this every time you have a victory it's it 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 sends the fragrance of God out to other people I smell victory on you. Oh, what are you wearing tonight? You wearing victory? Yeah, I'm wearing victory. You vi- yeah, you're wearing some victory, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Victory.
1: God. Amen. I smell overcomers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Anybody? We spray some victory on tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, that, that verse also, is that one? What I'm looking for in also in the, maybe in the west, I'll find it, I'll find it, I'll find it. Come on, etch your sketch
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I'm not looking, I'm not looking for the, oh, come on. Move faster. Hey. Hallelujah. i get there. I think I want, yes, yes, yes. The message translation. Here it is. My wife was probably watching at home saying the message, the message, the message. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Everywhere we go. Oh, no, I missed a part. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. You you have that up here. Yeah. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those. That's not what I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I read the next verse. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite Uh fragrance. When you walk into the room, huh? When you walk into the room and they're passing out, we used to call them pink slips. I'm sure they don't use pink slips anymore. But, you know, they're, they're having layoffs. They're having cuts. And everyone's coming in depressed. And everyone's got their head. And you come in the room,
0: huh?
1: Vic, victorious. Vic, Vic and Victoria, victory. Walking in the room. Huh? And you're spreading the aroma of Christ. You're spreading the fragrance of Christ. The fragrance of the anointing. You're spreading it everywhere you go. (laughs) One perpetual victory parade. One victory after another. Why? Because we're born of God. We're yeah. born of God. Yeah. And and the and the, the thing that God wants us to know about what a born-again person does is that they overcome. Yeah. They overcome, they have victory yeah. after victory. Yes. After victory. Yes. After victory. On, you yeah. might say, well, I don't. No?
0: <laughs> well,
1: well that's what you believe I'll agree with it and it shall come to pass but you can change what you believe you can change what you say you can agree with the word and you can say I don't care what I've seen so far in my life the word says that whosoever is born of God overcomes the world I'm born of God therefore I overcome. that means we get to the other side of everything that means that when there's a test when there's a trial when there's a battle when there's a fight we just win 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 and we need your mind renewed to this and we need your spirit open to this hello because it doesn't happen otherwise and as long as you're in the just the world and rubbing shoulders with the world. And then you go to church and say, wasn't that nice? And, or you spend all your time out in the hall talking. Or or, or you, no, or, yeah. you know, because you can, how many know you can be serving and distracted? Yes, you can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. And But then you just go and you'll leave the way you came and you just go back to your work and then you start saying things and believing the things that everybody else says, well, you know, you yeah, win yeah. some, wow. you lose some. That's not what the verse said. That's not what the verse said. Some of y'all looking at me like, I don't know that I like you. Yes, you do. Yes, you do like me. Absolutely, you do. I'm not the one that said it anyhow, so I'm not the one to get fussy with. John said, whoever's born of God over comes the world. And again, you don't just come out from underneath. You come over. That means to come over, that means you have to rise above some things. Which isn't actually that much of a surprise because he's raised us up together with Christ and made us sit together in the, in the heavenlies That's where we're that's where we're made to live. That's where we're made to live. You're not made to live just the poor human experience where we just cope and cope and and maybe go to the twelve steps. And then pray the serenity prayer. How many ever heard of the serenity prayer? Come on, I was working with a guy. We got him born again. And then, uh, then as soon as he had an ounce of relief for his situation, he, he bolted and left us, you know. You've never had that happen here, but okay. I'm sure. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. <laughs> but he said, well, you know, I went to a church and they, you know, I, I related real easily there because they had like a 12-step sort of thing uh, to go to. And then, I, and then I learned the serenity prayer. Okay. You know, Lord, help me. I think the serenity prayer, the essence of it, I read it once, threw up and then didn't read it again so the the essence of the serenity prayer is lord help me accept the things that i can't change show me that verse i want to see show me the serenity verse show me the show me the help me accept the things that i can't change verse it's just not in the bible it's not in the mm, 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 mm. not in the bible but what the bible does say is whoever is born of god overcomes constantly coming off with the constantly 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 coming off with the victory you know there's some sports teams that it's just like they they've lost for so long that it's almost you just know they're going to lose does not matter who they get in the draft doesn't matter who the new coach they switch coaches every couple years you just know they're going to lose because they all believe in losing Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah see that's it right there and there's other teams Amen. And I don't want to, you know, like talking about different sports teams in a church is like talking about Democrats or Republicans. You're going to offend somebody, you know, so I don't mean to do that. But teams like you think of a team, uh, not not my team. okay. so it's not like I'm just doing that. But think of a team like the New England Patriots. They have won for so long that they can lose the greatest quarterback of all time and they still can't figure out how to lose. Somehow they can they can have a bad draft Everything can go wrong, and somehow they're going to end up winning. You just know it. You just know it. You just never count them out. They're going to be there towards the end of the season. They're going to be in it. You might say, who are they? They're a football team. American football, not your football. American football. Not soccer. We call it soccer. And there's so many Christians that they've lost for so long. That they just have this losing expectation about them, which actually is what sets you up for your next defeat. But wouldn't it be great to go from place to place and have one perpetual victory parade? Just, just don't even, don't ever stop the parade. Just keep it going because you know... By the time the parade's over, the parade route, by the time we're into it, we're going to need to start it again. So just keep the floats going. You know what I mean? Just, just keep the floats on the trailers. Just keep those streets blocked off. Just make it the parade route all, all every day. We'll just make this the parade route all the time. huh? Just keep the marching band and the baritone horns out. And, come on. just keep the, Just keep the marching band going. Just keep it going. Keep the victory music going. One perpetual victory parade. Victory after victory after victory after victory after victory. After victory. How are you going to do that? Well, can we read the rest of 1 John 5, verse 4? Hallelujah. Praise him forever everybody. Hope I'm not going too long. I'm on my first verse. I'm just on the first verse. And the other verses that I've read have not been part of my message, but <laughs> first, first John 5. I I like this church. You can't you got to stay focused cuz people will people will pull you this way and that way. And then other people just look at you. But I know how to look back. I'll give you a clue. If you want to to get out of the service, participate quick. Participate right away. And then that's that's because I'll stay till we win. You know why? Because I'm born of God. I overcome the I overcome the churches I preach in. (laughs) Means I'm going to win. I'm going to when we when we play, when we play church here, we I'm going to win. I'm going to win. (laughs) Mean what I mean by that is we're going to have what God wants us to have. But I say that it does not just depend on me. It does not just depend on God. You have to want to. Hallelujah. But I'll drag your raggedy self around the room. Well, anyhow. Anyhow, verse four, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. How how do you how do you do that? And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Come on. Wow, what a verse, yes? Whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this this is is, this is how you get that victory. This is how you experience that victory over the world. Your faith. Your faith. Didn't say the pastor's faith. Pastor can help you with their faith. Didn't just say the pastor's faith. No. Didn't just say we, this is the victory. What God's going to do about it in his own good time. Didn't say that. Didn't say anything about his own good time. Huh? This is the victory. Our faith. Our faith is the victory. Your faith is your victory. Your faith is your victory. Now that doesn't excite folk because what did we just say? Your victory is up to who? Your victory. Your victory is up to you.
0: it is. Come on.
1: Your victory is up to you. You determine your victory. Yes, you, do. Amen. you determine whether you overcome yeah. right. yep. or get overcome. You might say, Well, I just don't feel like a, I just don't feel like all that strong of a Christian to, that, that I could overcome. Yeah you, yeah, you can. You've been born of God for this very, yes. you've been born of God for the purpose of overcoming anything in the world. That comes against you. If it. All you have to ask. Is it in the world? What I'm dealing with. Is it in the world? That person. That I, that person. Is it in the world? Yes. Then I can overcome. And how, now how? How am I going to overcome this? With my faith. With my faith. Well I just opened. A, I mean I just opened a can of worms there. Right? With saying. talk about my faith. I mean you could take the next. For services if you had that long to talk to talk about that
0: <laughs>
1: but but what is faith if you want to boil it down to just you know without taking services that we don't have here to to talk about that <laughs> what is faith it's what it's what it's believing what god says rather than what you see yeah Believing what God says rather than what you see. That's faith. That's not not nearly as hard as it sounds. That's not hard. You can do that. And believing what God says instead of what you see is the victory that overcomes the world. And you might say, well, Brother Joel, that all sounds real good for those minor difficulties in life but my situation is serious. Then you better get serious about faith. You better get serious. You better get serious about this verse because the Bible identifies nothing else as the key to your victory. Well, that's fine for some people, but my situation is clinical. This is spiritual. This is this is bigger than clinical. This is this is spiritual. This is this is power from another world. This makes you a world overcomer. Love to get an amen from somebody else besides. Don't let anybody else do your praising for you. Don't let anybody else respond for you. And you know what? A nod is not a response. I mean, for some people, I know it's big. It's big. A nod and a swallow, hard swallow. I
0: don't
1: know about you. uh, When I take in something really, really good, you know it, you know it too. because I will not wait to swallow before I start commenting on how much yes. I like it, Come on.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Come on. especially a, a good dessert, which I'm not really allowed to have a lot of, yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. But if I was, I, I would, or uh, you know, even a good meal, even a good cooked meal, yeah. I will, while I'm chewing, I'll say, oh, I'll make, mm. yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yes. I'll glorify the name of the Lord. As I mean, anybody here, you know what I'm talking about. You've done that. But some of those same people, they'll do that during dinner, but they can't do that during a spiritual feeding. Huh? You know why? You're not taking it in? Yeah. Come on. Huh? You know, I have, I have never, I have never, uh, like, commented about creamed spinach. But oh, mm, mm. you know why? Never have taken it in, sis. Never have taken it in, brother. It's, 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 it's got to drop down in you for it for a response to come back out of you. And and the reason some folk have never. The reason some folk have never said an amen, the reason some folk have never said glory to God, never lifted their hands, because they ain't never chewed. They never swallowed. They Their mind, now I'm not criticizing anybody. I want you to understand because I was there for a long time. But what happens is you, you're in the, in the pattern of the world system where your mind hears it and spits it out or your mind takes it and starts to reason it and you don't let it to get down here in your spirit which is where you would respond from your spirit. See what we're saying? Now that was a little bit of teaching within my preaching. So it's faith that is the victory that overcomes your faith, your faith. What are we we using as a definition for faith? Believing what God said instead of what you see or instead of what you feel or instead of what you hear. And when somebody, when somebody says, well, such and such happened and you just, you're going to lose everything, No, no. 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 Nope. Nope. Constant. Nope. Constant. that's, that is a word by which fear can come, yeah. Right. Yeah. right? And what you do with that, yeah. what you do with that, your response yes. Yes. to that kind of news. And we've, many of us have gotten negative news of some kind, whether it's a bad physical report or hello or, or a bad financial report, or a doom and gloom report about your situation or your job or your work. Well, they're gonna, they're gonna use somebody else on this from now on. How, what's your response? What's your response? Well, you got to first of all find out what God said. You have to make the conscious decision to respond, with the word of God and uh, to, to find out what God said and stay with what God said and not let what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, not let that move you and dictate your next move and dictate your response. You hearing me tonight? So about a month ago, there was some, there was some work. I do, I have some business that I, that I do um, in addition to our ministry. And in this, this uh, this work we've had it steady for a good while and i was told uh, about three four weeks ago uh you've lost this no meaning uh meaning and it was really the only work i was doing at the moment so that, so it effectively was going to put us out of business so they said starting this week coming uh meaning today's saturday but starting monday no more so this friday would have been the end of it so not renewing your contract and it's just going to expire, and we're going to use others. Well, that was, that was the news that came to me. It wasn't good news for me because it just was going to necessitate me getting involved in ways I didn't want to get involved. But what are we going to do? Overcome. Overcome. We're going to overcome. Right. Overcome. overcome. And, you know, God really didn't speak to me one way or the other about it. And so when He doesn't speak to me by His Spirit one way or the other about it, what I know to do is just hold steady, right. yeah. just hold steady, not make up confessions. Now, listen carefully, please, not just make up confessions about what I want, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Come on. but what I, what I can say is what the Bible generally says about my provision, yeah. about my supply, yeah. about my prosperity, yeah. and even about the, acti- the particular act- business activity I was doing because yeah. that was led of the Lord. Yeah. And he wasn't leading us to not do that anymore. So we went ahead and just stayed with our persuasion that, listen, God saw this ahead of time. We're taken care of. It's no problem. Start looking, start looking around, though, for, for maybe some other opportunities. Sure. And actually, I found a similar opportunity that's going to pay a little bit better. And in the meantime, found out yesterday that they renewed my contract. And so I didn't have to. So now I have that opportunity plus the other opportunity. So you might say, well, well where was your great faith? Just in not falling to pieces. That's that, in not going under before I went under. Some people, the second, the second somebody says the ship looks like it might sink, I mean, they just go ahead and jump overboard. They dive in. Well, we're going to go down anyhow. Let's just jump off. And people did, you know, people did that when the in the Great Depression and the stock market crashed. You know, they saw no way to recover. How many know there's always a way to recover? With God, with God, with God. But people that don't know God, they all they could see is there's no way out, and so they actually jumped out of the windows of the buildings when the stock market. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. They jumped out of the. I'm not saying that you were there. The, heard about it. She heard about it firsthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would jump out of the buildings. You hadn't even lo- you hadn't even gone under yet. It just looked like you did. I'm going to know when you drop a ball off of a tall building. It looks like it's going down hard. But if that ball's full of air. What do we know? It's gonna bounce back up. And the harder it drops down, the farther it drops up. Drops up? Did I just say drops up? Lay hands on me so I can talk right. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The farther it goes up. That's that's faith. Faith refuses faith you can't sink faith. You can't sink I grew up my brother and I uh grew up in South Florida. And uh, we had a swimming pool at the house that my mom and dad were blessed to buy. And, uh, we moved down there when I was about 9, nine 10 years old. And uh, we used that swimming pool so much, man. Really, our air conditioning broke. My dad came through the Great Depression. And so you didn't fix things when they break. And because he didn't like air conditioning, I guess he thought it was too good for him. We didn't have it when I grew up. Well, you lived in upstate New York. You didn't live in South Florida growing <laughs> up. So the air conditioning broke, just never fixed it. So we just use the pool. We just go out and look, because it'd get hot, we'd go in the pool, hang out in the pool, and uh, just always in the pool. So we got to know the dynamics of that swimming pool real well. We knew what would float. When my parents were away, we would take my mom, she, she had this pretty nice pool furniture, expensive stuff. We'd take it all, put it in the pool, and have our very own Atlantis underwater. So we're swimming under the table. We're, come on now. But one thing we learned... Uh, that you could take a ball, any kind of ball, like a, a red kickball. How many remember the red kick? Yeah. How many ever played dodgeball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's the, that's the most <laughs> awful game. I mean, you get boom, pounded in the face, and they let us do that in school, yeah. right? Pop, your in the head, and your head cracks against the wall. But anyhow, uh, anyhow, we take one of those balls, those kickballs or dodgeballs, and or a beach ball, even a beach ball, and you take that beach ball. And, and what happens if you hold it on the water and let go? Nothing. If you hold it on the water, on the water, on the water, and let go? Nothing. Why? It hadn't been through anything. Doesn't go anywhere. But if you put it down, if you put some pressure on it, if you put that ball under a test or a trial, put some pressure on it, and put it down about a foot, what What happens? You let go, and it'll just pop out of the water. Well, what if you take that thing all the way down? I mean, it looks like we're going under. It looks like we're so far under, we can never. And you let that thing back up, yes. boom, and that thing will come flying out of the water. That's faith. That's faith. Faith floats. Faith, if you're from my area, faith's like the Weebles. You know about the Weebles? Say with me, everybody. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. And you, other people are like, what are you talking about? Google it, honey. Google it. Weebles, W-E-E-B-L-E-S, trademark. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. You can't, you know, you, uh, they had a round base. Like you ever seen those punching, uh, those clowns with, instead of feet, they had a round base. And you punch it what happens comes right back up and smacks you in the head that's what faith does that's what faith does the enemy messes with you and faith stays with what god has said what has god said has god dealt with me to do this activity that i'm doing has he dealt with me to do this business is Am I, do, am I in his will? Yes. Then I'm not changing what yes. I say to match what I see. Yes. I'm going to stay with what he says. Yes. I'm not going to abandon what he says yes. based on what I see, yes. based on what I feel. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you just win every time, yeah, yeah, it almost gets old. <laughs> All these victories. Where am I going to put all these trophies, Brother Ken? Where am I going to put them all? Where am I going to put all these trophies? Where am I going to put them all? Just one victory after another victory. And if some of y'all would be excited about it, you could have the same thing. This is the victory, your faith, your ability to stay with what God has said in the face of contradicting circumstances. Now, what do you mean what God has said? Well, first, what he has said in his word. What has he said in his word? He supplies all our needs. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all our sins. He heals all our, our, forgives all our sins. Heals all our disease. Redeems our life from destruction. Crowns us with loving kindness, tender mercies satisfies us with satisfies our mouth with good, good confessions things. good things good things yeah. satisfies your life yeah. with good, thing, good yeah. things good things yeah. good things good things good things so that you renews your youth yeah. like the pastors yeah. they they're an example they're an example yeah. of just that youth renewing yeah. potion that life of God that renews. Yes, yes. Renews my renews my youth. All that. You just stay with what the word says. But now, can I, are you in 1 John 5 still? Or somewhere close to that? Can I have you turn all the way over to 1 John 4? Hallelujah. I'm about to get warmed up. You got to forgive me. I haven't preached in a week. That's not true. I preached Tuesday, but anyhow, I haven't preached in a couple days, so got to get back into the flow. First John chapter four, verse four says, you are of God. Doesn't that sound familiar? Everyone that is born of God, right? You are of God. We could say. Uh, you, you are born of God, little children. We could say that wouldn't do any, wouldn't change anything, right? You are born of God, little children, and have, what? Overcome. What? What? Have overcome them. Talking about de- demons, evil spirits, the forces of evil, the things that would come against you, you have overcome them. Why? Because... Now stop, before we read it, remember uh, 1 John 5, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, faith, which comes by By hearing hearing from God, and the number one way you hear from God is through His Word, Word. but also He says, you've overcome because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Well, that's talking about the Holy Spirit. Your one of the the way you overcome through the spirit is you hear from God through the spirit or by the spirit. And in our faith uh, circles, we haven't been as strong on this as we have just learning the principles of, well, the word says this. So I have it. The word says this. So I have it. But it's never just the word. It's always the word first, but it's never the word only. It's the Word and the Spirit. So not just what did God say, but what is God's Spirit saying about what God said? Oh, yeah. You know, Brother Kenneth Hagan, who was used really of God to to so help us uh, get an understanding of this whole concept of faith in God and the God kind of faith. God dealt with him good way into maybe halfway through his when I say his ministry, I mean his ministry to the whole body, not his preparation years. But God dealt with him about halfway that said, you've done you've done a good job preaching on faith, but the things of the Spirit, a move of the Spirit, yes. yeah. and, and the teachings about the Spirit, yeah. he said, you've been behind on that. Yeah. And so Brother Hagin said God dealt with him very strongly, and that's where books like How to Be Led by the Spirit and, and much teaching came out of that. But uh, I, th- I still think people kept it separate. Yeah. Well, there's faith. Yeah. And then there's the this whole holy spirit thing they absolutely work together they always work together it's not just what did god say but what is god saying about what god said because you could always find a verse to justify action that you would want to take in, in, in most cases, I mean, I don't mean anything unreasonable like uh, like what some people have actually done. True story, somebody came to Brother Hagin one time and said, I want you to believe with me. And he said, what am I believing with you? Well, I want you to agree in prayer. What are we agreeing in prayer about? And he said, well, uh, I, I, I want God to give me such and such a woman as my wife. And Brother Hagin said, stood there, and probably thought, God, how long? You know, like Jesus said how long do I have to suffer you? How long do I have to be with you? And Brother Hagin's thinking, how long, Lord, will I have to minister to idiots? Because he's saying, I want, I want you to give me this, I want you to agree with me that God will give me this woman as my wife. Well, the problem is, this man was married, and that woman was, was married at the present time. And Brother Hagin said, I don't need to pray about that. We don't need to hear from the Spirit about that. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. But there are things that you do need to hear from God about. Yes. Right. Yes. The Word covers the will of God in a general sense. Right. The Spirit applies that Word to the yes. specifics yes. of your life. Amen. And so aside from ridiculous things, like the example I just gave you about wanting another man's wife and asking God for them. Well, I don't like my wife anymore. She's heavier than when I met her. You had six kids. You got her <laughs> pregnant six times. And you don't like that she's not the exact same number of pounds. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yeah. But we're family. We're, yeah. How many know that guy is still part of the body, same body of Christ you're, you're part of? He's still our brother. We've got to love him. Hopefully he's got more sense now. Right? Probably in heaven now. Anyhow, you are of God. You have overcome by the greater one. Amen. That's how we overcome our faith our ability to hear what god has said and stay with what god said not just through his word but also by his spirit in the face of what we see in the face of what we hear in the face of what we feel and if we do that we will constantly come off victorious we will constantly be overcoming amen we we will just be coming off with the victory one time after another the parade will never end. That's what God wants for you. That's what God has for me. And you can learn to be so victorious that when it looks like you've lost, you still say like like the ball coming out of the water. You still say, I just won. <laughs> you ever known anybody to lose and then come out and say, I really won? Faith will do it and some political leaders will try it (laughs) I didn't lose (laughs) but faith will do it faith will be so convinced that it won that when it looks like you lost you still come out saying I told you I told you we won and you know what will happen it will turn around it will turn around Somebody asked, somebody asked brother, uh, brother Kenneth Copeland one time. And I thought this was uh, such a great response uh, because they were, they were asking him about believing God for uh, healing and, and dealing, you know, dealing with sickness and disease. And they said, well, what if it doesn't work? What if you believe God and you die? He said, then you leave your body and you go into heaven saying, bless God, I told you it worked. You might say, that's not funny. I'm really fighting for my life. <laughs> when it's funny, you're winning the fight. That's it. Yeah. 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 Come, on. You Come on, give me some love here. Give you me some betcha. love here. You when you can laugh, Come on. you're winning the fight. Come on. I don't know. So I just think maybe that we should, you know, because I could I could get into another gear and, and do it. But I think we need to, to package this up and wait for it because you don't want to, you don't want to have so much tonight that there's that you're not hungry tomorrow, right? So, let we're gonna be here tomorrow morning, and then tomorrow night, then that's gonna be it for this series of meetings, you know. But I'm gonna know in in those in these two two more services that we have, we can build on this, we can build on this, right? And there's more for you, if you want it if you want it if you're hungry amen hallelujah let's stand up before we go tonight father we thank you we bless you can you praise him for what you've heard so far father we thank you that we are overcomers hallelujah we bless you 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 praise 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 praise, praise glory to God glory to God glory to God hallelujah praise the Lord forever pastor I think I'm good for tonight I think so